0: hey guys welcome to savannah sessions i'm your host darlington today i'm hosted by one of my very own uh close friends uh panache a very young entrepreneur uh all the way from zimbabwe um, zimbo all the way <laughs> yes sir uh so panache and i were at the same school at some point and i know him personally he's a very driven individual But uh, it's it's been a while since I talked to him, so I don't really have much of an introduction to make. But all I can tell you is that he is a very driven young man who has big dreams. Uh, I see him as the Zimbabwean Elon Musk. And um, he's he's really smart. Uh, You know, there's quite a lot of things that I've learned from him and uh i hope that you get value from this conversation panache thank you so much for coming through
1: thanks for having me donton
0: so i last saw you in 2018
1: yeah yeah that's, that's it's been quite I'd some
0: go. time since then yeah tell me what 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 have you been up to lately um now before i get into that uh to tell, tell i would like the audience to know a bit about you man uh I know you, man, okay. but whoever's listening here might not know who you are. So tell us about yourself, your background—you know, where you were raised and stuff.
1: So um, of course, I was I was raised there in Zimbabwe. Um, since primary school, I've loved playing. I've loved using computers. You know, playing games. You know, the basic kid stuff. And I think it's my entrepreneurial journey sort of started at uh, age 15. So by that time, you know, yeah, I was pretty good with computers, but I didn't know anything in terms of tech. Or I didn't go in deep, cause I was in the same bubble as most of my peers where We just finish high school, then university, then we get a job, and the cycle continues. Until I uh, I met a couple entrepreneurs, kind of opened up my mind. So. I came up with ideas, Um, I I started training myself, working on my own skills until I became a professional software developer. So at that time, I started doing uh, private consulting and uh, web development for first was individuals, then it uh, became for clinics, small businesses, uh, churches, things like that. So I kept building my skills at the same time whilst learning about certain businesses. So I've only, I've not only been in the tech industry, so to say, but I also um, mostly focused on real problems. Like for example, when I was 16, I uh, started a solar company. So I partnered with a UK company to bring solar portable products here and there. So it was a success, but uh, needed to scale for it to be to be to be more viable, but. I kind of paused in that business, but I learned a lot from it, and it was a great experience. Since then, I started several other businesses, but after 2018, you know, when uh, we parted ways, uh, I I got an idea in terms of the application portals here in Zimbabwe and in Africa, because because of the experiences that I had, you know, um, I traveled. America for an entrepreneurship program and the Microsoft World Competition, I I saw how far America had gotten compared to Africa, even for the simplest thing. For example, if you're applying for a program or university and all, there's Common App, there's College Board for America, there's UCAS for UK. But there wasn't any any platform, anywhere in Africa—not not not South Africa, not Botswana, not Rwanda, not Zimbabwe—where you could go to a single platform and apply to as many institutions as you want on it. And yeah, it really—it takes me off, because um, you know a lot of my peers as well as I, we, we're all applying to you know different universities, some outside Africa, some most most within Africa, and you find that. You know, application after application, different websites, different universities. And I saw that, you know what? It's an opportunity, and it's a service I can use. So started building on it. Uh, started getting schools and organizations involved through our prototyping phase. Uh, then uh, we uh, won this Youth Connect uh, startup competition. Then I got the opportunity to go to Rwanda for the Africa Summit. Mm-hmm. And I got to network with more individuals. And yeah, one of the things that I love to do is networking. I love talking to people, finding out you know what drives them, what their ambitions are, how we can help each other in the future. So that was a very good um, that was a very good experience for me. At this point in time we're a registered company um, operating in South Africa also have uh, interns and employees here in uh, Zimbabwe. We're currently doing a A private beta with a couple organizations, businesses and schools so our public launch well we basically already launched but currently with organizations but the real marketing campaign is going to start in a couple weeks so yeah um, on that at the end I also did I also started a food and beverages company so what I learned as entrepreneurs you know we love the flashy things you know, AI, uh, machine learning, all these things. Yet, at times we fail to uh, kind of understand the uh, environment we're in. So those are kind of the lessons that I had learned before. So the beginning of uh, last year, I uh, kind of thought, why not go into the food and beverages industry? So that's what I did. And currently we have about three products. Um, we're currently doing agreements with uh, wholesalers and retailers. We've been selling to businesses, shops, churches, and all. And we have. Uh, we're coming up with a pretty interesting business model that isn't being used here in Zimbabwe, and it's pretty exciting. You know, at first I started the uh, the company, you know, just to get a few bucks. But I'm an entrepreneur in, in my core, so I just had to innovate in the industry. So yeah, I think that's a short summary of what I've been up to.
0: That's great, man. So that's that's a lot. It's a mouthful. Um, sounds really exciting. Um, and hey, guys, if you're listening to this right now, uh, I would just like to tell you a secret. Panache Majid is actually 18 years old, and uh, you know, at this age, he has managed to get himself in entrepreneurship and work on these different business ideas and bring them to reality. But, um, Panasha, tell me something. What about school? You you started your entrepreneurial career whilst you were in school. What was
1: that like? That was one of the toughest decisions I had to make. Because, one, I couldn't wait. But second, is that uh, I was doing something that not many people were doing at school. I think you remember. Yeah,
0: yeah,
1: yeah. You got so much pressure, you know, so much nonsense from teachers and and a lot of pressure from a lot of people that didn't really grasp grasp what I was trying to do, what we were trying to do. But what I kind of had to do was not only manage my businesses, but to also leave time, you know, to, to study, and to study a bit. And, yeah. um, yeah, that's what I tried to do. I listened some of the things that I knew I wasn't really going to use, like, you know, sports and all, like, I, I only started doing like one at the, at the bare minimum, at least one, you know, for fitness and all, but uh, I started really prioritizing things because managing a business and school at the same time is uh, it's quite difficult, but yeah. Uh, I kind of I'm glad to say it kind of worked out, and uh, yeah. And what is it like, you know, when you walk into
0: offices, you know, as young as you are? uh, What's 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 that like, you know, in terms of your age, and you introduce yourself, and you know, they see you there. You know, how do they how do they receive you? Are you taken seriously?
1: Well, I would say when I was sixteen. That's when I really started going walking into uh, people's offices you know either business deals investment mentorship and at first it was surreal you know but since it's like you said I'm 18 it's been almost two years now it it, it really hasn't um, it hasn't really been a problem since then uh, but yeah um being, being young is actually an advantage because it, it opens doors for you that none otherwise would be closed if you are much older so yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty exciting you know you're a young you're a young guy and you're walking into um, an office of a CEO or a chairman or a business owner of a multi-million dollar com- big company or business but yeah I don't regret it one bit
0: lovely and uh, I heard you got some money from Youth Connect. Yeah, man. Some, some some prize money. Uh, tell us tell us about that experience, that competition. What was it like?
1: Well, um, yeah, it was it was pretty tough a bit because the, the competition was happening in uh, ten provinces in Zimbabwe, so I had to compete with a couple of the uh, already established businesses here in Manicaland. Um, but yeah, I put my point across, and luckily, with the experience that I've gotten since I was 15, I was able to articulate uh, the business and its viability well enough to win here in Minikiland. And from there, uh, we, we all, all the 10 winners, traveled to Orari to impact up Orari for a boot camp. So, those guys are part of a global network of entrepreneurship, innovation, networks, and uh, knowledge. So, it was incredible experience to have because we got to learn more, we got to really refine our businesses and to network with uh, other like-minded people. Afterwards, um, that's when we then got the opportunity to attend the Africa Summit in Rwanda. There we met, we met multitudes of industry leaders, entrepreneurs and uh, different innovations. Like waving there at the unveiling of the first African phone. It, it yeah, it was just incredible, man. Are you talking about the marathon. Exactly, the marathon. Oh, President okay, Kagame was it explaining live. it himself.
0: Yes. That's so cool. That's so cool. So you actually saw uh, President Kagame?
1: Yes, we did. Um, he was literally I think like less than fifty meters away. <laughs>
0: no, that's great. That's great. <laughs> Um, and, um, tell me about, you know, winning money to fund your business and, uh, you know, being in this day and age where, you know, you could have easily spent it on something else. And, you know, what was it like to have, you know, all that money at your disposal and, you know, being able to fund your business with it?
1: Oh, there was a lot of pressure, man. Uh, <laughs> you're taking me back. Because um, by the time I won that cash, right, I was still at school. So, you know, girls, you know, they, they, yeah. it's pretty funny because, you, so know, you, know know you know, they, they, they kind of yeah. change, you know, you change that approach like, oh, hi,
0: yeah, you know, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, but besides that, um, I also got pressure from other people uh you know maybe at times it was jokes, you know at times it was, it was it was the environment, so some people would say, "You know let's buy cars, yeah, let's go out, things like that." And you know that pressure was intense because it, it wouldn't only be from you know people at school, but it would probably be from other entrepreneurs other young, younger, immature, maybe, and, and older, little immature entrepreneurs that I would see in try, you know, kind of, some of them be like, you know, just, um, keep some for yourself, ETC, all that stuff. But, once you start doing that, you know, you're, you're, you're prone to making a lot of mistakes. And, uh, the money goes, and the money will end up going very quickly. But, I knew, I knew what I was going I knew what I was after. You know, I, I didn't, I didn't want to start a company just to pitch it and win money. I wanted to grow it. I, I wanted to give value to people. So at the end of the day, I was able to draft every single dollar to be used for certain things, be it the building of the prototype, marketing, recruitment, equipment, you know, all that stuff. I was able to use, use it sufficiently for all those things for my business. And uh, it's tough. It really is, um, especially if we live in African countries or Zimbabwe, to be specific. You get a lot of pressure, you get a lot of um, urges to use that money uh, just all the time. But yeah, you gotta remember. You just gotta remember why you do what you do.
0: What can you say about the, the business climate of Zimbabwe? You know I lived I lived Zim, I think last year in uh, February. And things were pretty tough, man, and things have just gotten worse. You know, what is it like for you as an entrepreneur, uh, doing business in such an
1: environment? Bro, it's tough. Yeah, yeah, you say it yourself. Like there's no other way to describe it. It's it's not an it's not an easy place. Zimbabwe is, is most likely one of the hardest places to start a business. Like literally from the beginning of registering a company to um even talking to suppliers, selling your payment methods, payment systems. Like it's it's a nightmare. But you know, it teaches you to innovate and all and um but but still it's pretty it's pretty tough. It's pretty tough. If uh, if you're prone to quitting and giving up easily, then you know, I wouldn't recommend starting a business here. <laughs>
0: What, what advice would you give to, you know, a young person like yourself or any other young person who wants to start a business in Zim?
1: Well, one, you need patience. Patience is extremely key because you can get a ton of offers, you know, you can get a lot of people coming to you saying, you know, let's start this, let's do this, you know, you can get 100% return or, or some ridiculous amount. But you just need patience. So that you can properly plan out what you're gonna do. You shouldn't make decisions impulsively, like especially when you're in Zoom. And um, try not to take the easy way out all the time. You know, if you wanna start uh, a proper business, um, it's it, you. There isn't a shortcut. You know, like. Even if it's, let's say, getting a product into a retail store, you can't just go straight to registering your company and going, then going straight to the retail. There's a lot of other processes in between, like recruitment, tanks, whatever has to do with the business or industry you're in. You got that's, and that's why, and that's why patience also comes into it because it's a step-by-step process. You're building on your idea, you're developing it into a business then into a company with employees with people relying on you and that company to succeed so yeah I would say those um, that's a those are a few tips and tips and advice I can give to anyone listening great great
0: and you know uh, so you've been in the game for let's just say two or three years or four now um what has been your hardest moment, you know, where you felt, hey, I might just give up, you know, because uh, I know entrepreneurship is pretty, it's not, it's not easy, man, uh, it's not easy at all, uh, yeah. you know, even yeah. considering the age that you're at, you know, um, but funny enough, you know, you started at the right time because the earlier you start, you know, the more time you have on your hands or, you know, the more you can get done, but... For you, what was your, your your hardest time in business?
1: Well, um, I'd say firstly the hardest parts were closer to um, you know the end end of the year. Since so since I started when I was fifteen, I was still in school, so running a business whilst uh, having end of year exams you, you know how stressful that would be. But it wasn't only from, you know, my own personal things. It was from family, friends, teachers. You know, that pressure can be so intense that it it can stop you literally from being an entrepreneur or from starting any business. Because I did have peers or people who were younger than me who looked for advice, you know. But as soon as that happened, the pressure became too much. And you end up quitting. And uh, yeah, it, it sucks. It really does. It really did. And um, the second hardest part is basically the transition. You know, from what most, what most people don't, don't see when they're still in high school is that the world is a lot harder because you're no longer in that educational bubble. The, the transition from high school into either university or into the, work, into the workplace is a pretty tough one. And especially when you're in Zen, you feel it. So um, I'll say those, those are the two other things. Great and um,
0: your 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 company right now. What's what is it called?
1: Uh, Kari X, which is the South African company. Our service is called VulaP, and uh, the Zimbabwean company, um, our drink brand is called Naka. Naka. Yeah, because <laughs> it's nice. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's nice,
0: <laughs> dude. Is that your is that your slogan?
1: No, 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 no. People just say it. You know, it was too obvious yeah. to say because it it's nice. Because if you're Zimbabwean, right, <laughs> you already know what it means. <laughs>
0: hmm,
1: that's that's cool, man. That's cool.
0: Um, yeah, I'm, I'm 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 really happy you're doing all this stuff in 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 Zim. And what's what's your what 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 drives you, man? Hey, what's your what's what's the greater picture? You know, we're starting you're starting all these these, these businesses and you're doing all this, but. What is the reason behind it? And, you know, why do you wake up every day in the morning to say, okay, uh, I want to, you know, work on this business? What's the greater picture? What's the greater goal?
1: Because what I saw is that I can't wait on anyone else to build what I need or to build what Zimbabwe needs. That is why I I start businesses or companies that are going to build the community. And... I want to leave a legacy, man. These are, these are legacy businesses, not lifestyle. You know, the, the, that's one of my uh, motivators. And the other is because I want to see my ideas or my dreams come alive. And one of the best ways is through business. Like that's how you can turn an an idea, something that's theoretical, to something physical. And it it's something people can feel and something that can impact people in a very big way. So yeah, those are uh, those are my motiv- motivation. Hmm. Love, do you hear that,
0: guys? It's not about the lifestyle; uh, it's about the legacy that you're gonna leave. Okay, and um, just just for just for interest' sake, which 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 programming languages are you proficient in? You know, it's having have to geek <laughs> <to keep> talking. <laughs>
1: Um, So, of course, basic website language like HTML, but JavaScript, jQuery, PHP, Python, uh, a bit of Java. But yeah, those are the languages. Oh, so you actually design websites? Yeah, websites, web applications. Do you still design websites? Well, not as often, but uh, when a request is made by a company, then yeah, why not? When I have time. It's great. Uh, If you're listening to this and you'd like a free website, the best person
0: to reach out to me uh, in my DMs is going to get a free website designed by Panache Mazinzo. All you need to do is to repost this episode on your Instagram and uh, you will get a free website. So, yeah, you know what to do, guys. So, Panache, the first person who's going to repost this episode. episode is <laughs> going to get a free website designed by you for the community you know we we need to help the community <laughs> yeah yes, for the sir. community
1: i see i see man. Yeah.
0: <laughs> no no I'm, I'm i'm happy to have you on savannah sessions man uh i hope to bring you in on a later date uh when you have launched another company and uh we'll definitely keep in touch yeah, and no um one more thing, man. I would like to know what you do in your spare time.
1: In my spare time. When
0: you're not coding, when you're not innovating, what do you do?
1: Well, I uh, do a couple of things. Uh, one, I like reading certain kinds of books.
0: Mm, you what's know, your favorite um, book at the
1: moment? <laughs> my favorite book at the moment uh, I'll tell you, Richest Man in Babylon. Um, I'm moving moving into a couple other books it's mostly you know like wealth management um, stories on the past of how people build businesses and ideas and inventions ETC things like that Uh, the other thing I do is I occasionally work out uh, sometimes I don't have time to go to the gym so I can just do a home workout if I have to and you know watch movies here and there
0: that's great man that's great Alright, unless you have anything for my listeners, what what are your parting words?
1: My parting words. (laughs) If you want your vision, your dream to come alive, persistence is key. No matter what.
0: Yes, sir. You have that. You had that, guys. Persistence—that's uh, the key to making your dreams come true. Yeah, I I, I know something about persistence. I remember you used to get uh, rejected with a lot of things at school. You know, whenever you wanted to start an initiative, and I would yeah. see you just walking down the hallways, you know, knocking on those doors and just trying to make things happen. So yeah, I can I can testify that uh, you know what persistence actually means. Uh yes guys uh, that's all for us today thank you so much for tuning in to Savannah Sessions uh, have a good day have a good week and keep working stay persistent it'll work out cheers guys and that's a wrap